2: ambiguity No guesswork No need to ask What happened You already know what it is Greetings and salutations Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to Three Man Weave Three Man Weave Is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with the
3: Thechairshot.com Always
0: use your head.
2: And we ask you always to use your heads and support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you're smarter than the average fan. That's why we ask you to use your heads, right? So make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot and pick up an official ChairShot t-shirt. You will find something that you love and find aesthetically pleasing to quote the words of our champion on this podcast. And I guarantee it again, progress forward slash the chair shot. Please. Thank you. Thank you. And please the chair Remember we're not just a website folks. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I am joined by the commissioner PC Tunney and folks, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our weave civil war. What I mean by that is Mr. Tunney and his Midwestern squad has defeated Mr. Cash and his Southwestern squad. In other words, the Milwaukee Bucks captured the NBA title last night against the Phoenix Suns. And quite frankly, Mr. Tunney, to the victor go the spoils. Brother, the floor is yours, man.
4: Yeah, what a great night! I uh, my sister and brother-in-law were at the game. Um, two of my buddies that I'm going up on the golf trip with, um, they were at the game with their dad, and it was just, it was awesome. It just watching it and 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 seeing it actually happen. Um, I'm not I'm 40. I'm not 50. It's been 50 years, but I do remember going to the Mecca Arena in the in the 80s and and watching the Bucks basketball with my dad. Uh, I remember having some of the best seats I've ever had sitting next to the basket underneath the uh, baseline uh, front row with my stepdad. Uh, I remember being uh, at Bradley center with a good friend of mine, uh, Satchel McFlippin's second row, mid court Allen Iverson put 60 on the bucks, the greatest, the greatest individual athletic performance I've ever seen in person. Um, I had season tickets in 2001 when Sam Cassell and and Glenn Robinson and Ray Allen when, when they made it to the conference finals and lost to the Sixers in six. So to be a fan this long of that team and to have them be, I, you know, I wasn't even 10 years old when the 80s finished, so they were a solid team. And up until, I would say even up until, uh, even through Jordan's reign, the Bucks were still like, up until Jordan's reign, sorry, the Bucks were the third highest winning percentage franchise in NBA history behind the Lakers and the Celtics. Uh, But then, you know, the 90s came along, and it was not a good time, right? But luckily, growing up, being a Michael Jordan fan, still had that. But but now to see all these years later and, and, you know, Giannis gets drafted and Chris Middleton gets traded for exactly eight years ago this summer, and the rest is history. Like, these guys on 2K13 or 14 had the lowest possible rating in the game. Giannis and Chris Middleton and now they're the only two guys left from that team and they've stuck with each other their entire careers and they've talked about it and you could just see the camaraderie between them when Giannis looked over at him, and they shared that moment at the end of the game uh, at the post post ceremony on the court I should say Um, PJ Tucker picking him up I don't know if we win a championship without making that move for PJ Tucker during the season Um, obviously everything Drew Holiday did Bobby Portis getting left off of his team in the bubble last year, moving on to the Bucks and being such a key component. Pat, I know Pat Connaughton. I played softball and had beers with Pat Connaughton. What a fucking great guy. I wish he would have made a shot last night because then he could have he scored in the last <laughs> game, but he didn't. He was so fucking nervous. Those last two free throws he took, he bricked the shit out of them. But how about free throws? Right? My favorite thing Giannis said is don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. People told me I couldn't make free throws and tonight I made my free throws. He said that at the post game. Like this is a guy who is self-aware of his shortcomings and his strong suits and knows that he can rely on his teammates. And he just is a nice guy too. I've had a chance to interact with him. Like Chris Middleton, you couldn't meet a nicer guy. Giannis is a little more reserved, but he's very very nice guy. Um, his, his significant other or girlfriend is significant other as He calls it is, is such a great lady. Uh, Chris Middleton and him both had kids and I had a chance to help them get situated with some of that stuff. But yeah, uh, I guess the biggest surprise is Mike Budenholzer is an NBA championship coach and he earned it. He changed up the way the Bucs, he? he changed up the way the Bucks played Did after he? the first couple games a little bit. He, he decided to make them play one-on-one basketball right and realize that all they were doing was standing around the outside so i know we're going to get to that part and you're going to talk about it um monty williams coming in to the bucks locker room after the game and congratulating them and saying thank you for the competition thank you for the series thanks for making me a better coach and congratulations what a stand-up guy the the press conference that he gave and chris paul it's tough man you know i Monty Williams, I feel the worst for because I really like that guy. I think he's such. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Uh, Chris Paul, I don't necessarily feel sad for Chris Paul because we're going to get to this too. I, I don't think Chris Paul is a Phoenix Sun next year, so there's that. Um, dude, I can tell you. I talked to some people today that were out last night. I know some people that work and run some of the bars that right down there by Pfizer Forum in the Deer District and you're talking about four or five million dollars a night extra coming in in revenue down there in that entertainment area right like there's a couple streets that are right by Pfizer Forum that are the main downtown bar scene right like you, you know your classic pubs your nightclubs things of that nature and just the economic impact of people being able to see what a great community we had I'm so proud that there were no problems uh, downtown watching the game right like especially after we just heard about uh shooting outside washington during a baseball game and things of that nature like you didn't we i haven't even heard anything watching local news about anybody acting up or people getting arrested or just people being stupid right because there's a lot of alcohol consumed in this it was just everybody getting along and it's great to see that and it was such a cool thing for milwaukee uh, for the bucks uh, yeah man'm I'm, I'm still smiling i was crying last night uh, like like a little like a little boy, you know, it was, it was awesome to see just because it's been my team for so long. So hometown born and raised in a suburb, like bordering Milwaukee. That's me. So uh, just, just an amazing time to be a Bucks fan.
2: Hey man, seriously, congratulations to you. And you know, you, you talked about that there were no incidents and I'm from the Midwest. Like you are, I'm a Midwest baby. And The Midwest is weird, not to say that the Midwest is perfect or it doesn't have its faults because, you know, we're not going to get into that. But it is what it is. But it's weird, man. These sports franchises, man, like we really. I feel like the people in those cities and I include myself in that we take on those identities. So when you got a good team and, and you're able to rise above and actually accomplish something and win like it's. It's all love. There's not going to be any bullshit. You know what I mean?
4: Right. And I I mean, I bring that point up, too, because if if people aren't aware and it's something that I'm not proud of as far as my city goes, but it's one of the most racially segregated as far as where you live uh, cities in America. Right. Like there's not a lot of neighborhoods that have a whole rainbow of colors of different people living together. Right, it's it. Milwaukee is known for that. Now, that doesn't mean that they're a race, that it's a racist town or things of that nature. But to see, looking at, watching the 65,000 people out there, you know, that's there's all shades of people standing out there, and everybody's getting along. So, you know, hopefully we can draw on that and learn from that. And, and you know, like you said, sports brings people together, man, and and hopes that you know you can keep understanding and coexisting in a in a, in a positive way.
2: No, no, definitely, man, and I'm happy for you all. I, I really am, you know, because I, I, I went through something similar in 2016. So the euphoria that you all are feeling, I get all of that, and I'm I'm happy for you all, and you earned it, and the best team won. I have to ask you, because I know you're booked up for the next four or five days. A, when is the victory parade, tomorrow. and B, are you going to be able to – oh, so you're not even going to be able to be there?
4: No, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow – Um uh, in the morning. So, I think 11 a.m. it starts. I don't know if I would have went. Um, I'll catch some of the highlights on here. I'm sure I could find on. I'm sure at some point after we're done golfing and going out to the bar and, and eating and drinking, we're going to come back and play cards. And I'll pull it up on my laptop and we'll watch the. What I'm sure somebody will have a recorded of all the people talking once they get to where they at the end, you know, where they all come out and say their things. So. It's it's pretty cool. I for the Bucks though, I think I seen Man, I wish I could exactly remember. Maybe if I pull up their roster. There's only two people that are free agents from this team mm. moving forward.
2: So y'all about to run it So what you're saying is y'all about to run it back?
4: I I'm saying I expect them to be in it, right? I expect them to be you know playing in the conference finals again wouldn't you i mean you look at the top four teams vegas comes out with already today nets are favored then lakers then bucks then warriors of right like i like those teams because warriors have that pick that uh, seventh round draft pick excuse me and and they could trade that and wiseman for somebody that can actually work on the inside um but other than that i mean Kawhi wherever he ends up if it's back with the Clippers but those are your four or five teams for next year aren't they I mean can I can't really think of anybody else that's going to be competing too hard um that we can't think of I, I guess Atlanta could get better uh maybe make make a move to get a little stronger on the inside and, and Trey Young does even better but yeah that's that's where they're at right now looking at it um now that I got this up let me see what names here
2: Because uh... because I, I mean you know, this is uh, a shout out to the NBA because they've found a way to make their offseason even more interesting than the actual season, because there are some names floating out there that we don't know where they land. We don't know what's going on with baby Dame. And there's some other things you brought up the Wiseman piece. I, I I'm I still have all my stock in Wiseman, but he's still, you know, two, maybe three or four years away from being able to be impactful. You know what I mean? And that window is closing because, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond, they're not getting any younger. So I could see them making a move here to get competitive in the offseason.
4: Let's sum up the Chris Paul conversation we're going to have between me and you right now. When I I'll say one, two, three. And after I say three, we'll both say the nickname of the team that he's going to be playing on next year. Are you ready? Sure. One, two, three. Lakers. Knicks. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're nuts.
2: I can't see him and LeBron. I know they're best friends, but that doesn't make sense basketball wise because they're both ball dominant players. That doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. Did someone and then else that you, can... you run into the? Yeah, but it's you, someone you run into the
4: James. Go ahead. I don't think that I don't think that that's a problem when they're all on the floor together. I think the Lakers problem is when LeBron's not on the floor, there's no one out there that can get a bucket or make uh, or get buckets for other people and Chris Paul can do that and allow LeBron James to play less minutes, right? You're you're damn near as effective with Chris Paul and Anthony Davis healthy on the court as you are with LeBron James and Anthony Davis healthy on the court, if you have supporting players playing well defensively enough to cover LeBron's side of things, right? Just because Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards ever. He can get you offensively going. The problem he had was, you know, Devin Booker wasn't on the court. That's where the Suns got crushed in this series. Like, Chris Paul was, like, minus a shit ton with Devin Booker not out of the court.
2: Well, we have to give all respects due to Drew Holiday on that front. After Boothoser finally realized that you should probably have the best on-guard defender in the league guarding their lead guard. And, I I mean, I I think that Chris wore down during the playoffs as well because he's a smaller guy. And, I mean, this is year 16. That's going to happen. But all respects due to Drew Holiday, man. He made life difficult for Chris Paul.
4: So, what are your opinion on him now? What he's—he's he's a what? Top what point guard? Top ten? Top five point guard in the NBA?
2: No, I still give him top twenty.
4: No, but you even, know, I was all, i that, was here
2: for Drew though. You remember when they got Drew? I said, okay, this Melvin Farmer is going to make a difference. Did I not say that initially? Did oh, I not say oh, that? Oh
4: no, no, one hundred percent. And the other thing that I really like about going into next year, you talk about running it back, is—and I've—and I've said this, and you'd agree with me. Since Game Two against Miami in the first round, the Bucks have been without their third best defender, third best rebounder, and third best three-point shooter in Dante Divincenzo.
2: Oh, most definitely, most definitely. But I feel like we're burying the lead here. Okay. We we got to we, we got to give Giannis some love. Sure.
4: My God. So the series that he's had. Yeah. My God. It's too I bad. Mean, come on, man. It, it's too bad he couldn't make one of those one more of those free throws because he tied Bob Pettit for the most points in a clinching NBA Finals game with 50. He could have had the record with 51, but no one's ever had 50, 14, and five blocks. That's what he did in the last game. <laughs> Hell, the
2: last five games. I mean, this Mellow Farmer balled his ass off, and he made a statement, man. Number one, and I know you're going to dig this. He could have left. He could have went and joined one of the super teams. He wanted to stay there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to stay there. Him and Middleton, because I think it was Jackie McMullen, who that's one of the few sports writers and analysts that I respect. Is oh, Jackie yes. McMullen? Jackie She's, Max, excellent. Yeah, I think it was her. And if I'm if I'm attributing this to to somebody that wasn't Jackie, I apologize. But I think it was her. But she talked about how she spoke with Giannis and the bond that him and Middleton had. He said he saw, Giannis said he saw that dog that Middleton had in him, and he wanted to make this work with him. He said, okay, that's a guy I can go to war with. And Middleton showed his ass this series as well. But I I just want to double back to Giannis here because I feel like somehow, some way, he's kind of being overlooked in all of this. Like, the performance that he put on in this NBA Finals, this is Pantheon shit. And I don't feel like he's getting the... I don't think he's getting the propers that he deserves.
4: You know, he he did all day. I had a chance doing some, some things around the house before I took off today and had on first take and had on, um, get up, Uh, get up is such a great fucking show with Mike Greenberg and all the people that he has on that show. I I do like Stephen a and, and max as well. Some people don't, but get up is such a phenomenal show in the morning. Um, and then, uh, the jump I had, I had caught a bunch of that. He's getting the props. Trust me. Um, You know, there's only two other people that have multiple MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, and a Finals MVP. And that's Tim Duncan and Michael Jordan.
2: Boom. And I mean, with this performance that he laid out in this Finals, man, he stole the belt. Like, I mean, just me personally, I would still say Durant's the best in the league. But how can you deny It's Like, as soon as they handed him the the Bill Russell trophy for the most outstanding player in the league, because he was on his Captain Phillips shit, he should have looked right into the camera and said, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now.
4: He is Like, right that's now. how much he showed his ass during this finals, man. You know, you brought up the last five games. Let's not forget his first game back from possibly being out for an entire another fucking he, he that injury could have been him missing not only just the rest of the playoffs all of next season. Not only does he does he not have that happen. He comes back and his first game back, let's not forget. He had 20 points and 17 rebounds. So that's not a bad first game back, right? Um yeah, he is I I don't know what it where you he really bolstered his all-time legacy for right now, I'll tell you that. If he can win another championship and another MVP, you're talking about one of the ten greatest players of all time then.
2: And this is the scary part, Sonny. I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. Well, He later- still doesn't have a signature move or any of that stuff. Like We don't know what this guy's ceiling is.
4: Right. I mean, let's talk about the defense, too. He's the best defensive player in the league, period. There's not even a question about it. Like, showing what he did in this series and how he can guard anybody. Um, He started to make some of those different shots. He started to make a couple of them that that kind of post-fade inside the the elbow. If he can find that. But here's the big thing. His free throws have always just been a mental fucking block. If that's gone and he's going to shoot 80% from the free throw line, y'all are fucked. Y'all are fucked in a big fucking way. If they could guarantee Giannis would shoot 80% from the free throw line next year from in the regular season and postseason, the Bucks would be the number one fucking uh, favorite in Vegas. I'll tell you that. Because if that guy can start making free throws, you can't hack a shack. And you're already seeing you, who can stop him on the inside. Not There's not a damn person on the planet right now.
2: That's fair. That's fair. But I don't even hold that against him because I've watched 18 years of LeBron dominate this league and his jump shot is streaky at best. And he also struggles with his foul shots as well. So, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say that's a deterrent. But, yeah, this guy was phenomenal. And, yeah, does he have the belt? I, I, of course, you're going to say yes. But I mean, shit, this mother farmer made a, a pretty strong fucking case, man. But. Go go ahead, man. You you want to say something because there's some other things I want to get to too. But but please say what you. This is your field right now, man. This is your show right now. <laughs> I, get it all out.
4: It's too bad Robin Lopez left one year early. <laughs> I wish he could have won it with his brother because I really like Sideshow Bob a lot. Uh, Brooke Lopez is great. bro you know, Brooke Lopez is the only lottery pick on this team.
2: Damn, you're right. Aren't you? Because I, I, I'm, I'm going through it in my head right now. You're right.
4: And yeah. and uh, it's the. Uh, yeah, it's the first championship for every player on the roster.
2: And shout out to the Anacupo brothers, because all three of them are NBA <sighs> champions,
4: bro. The right Antetokounmpo got fucking COVID, I'll tell you that. We'd have been fucked if the other <laughs> one was holed up in the hotel. I'm not even going to lie. Yo, like, Finances, the, fucker, his, the last two games, I think, he, 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 had, he got using COVID protocol. I don't know. We would have been – it would have been hard to win that series, like, without Giannis, I'll tell you that.
2: So, for those that don't know, the third and Kupo brother that doesn't play for Gosh, Milwaukee, he was on the Lakers last year during the bubble, and he got a ring as well. So, yeah, they're um, winning right now.
4: Yeah, Giannis said it's going to be a whole new dynamic at the dinner table. Um, <laughs> you know, this is how family and, and down-to-earth Giannis is. He he lives in the Milwaukee area. Big, I, I'm not exactly sure where. I'm sure he's got a very nice house in a, in a nice neighborhood somewhere. His whole family lives there. Wouldn't you? Everybody lives together. Wouldn't you? No, but that's just, that's awesome. He, you know, that's, that's who he is. And he called it, he called what? this, he called Milwaukee my city. You know, that was great.
2: I, I, um, I know that, that, that got you teary eyed, but I mean, wouldn't you like mean, they're you know, you're from America. They're not. So no, why wouldn't you want no, to insulate yourself with sure. people that you could trust? Exactly. Well, especially
4: yeah. since his first, I can't remember how long it was till his family came over. He was, he was all young, very young kid all by himself. Um, mm-hmm. just before you go move on to other things and you talk about Giannis getting his flowers and everything else from people, Wilbon, that's, and Steve... that's
2: my, that's my goal, by the way, <laughs> my goal is to have a compound so I could have all my family and all Amber's family. And we don't have to be on top of each other and get on each other's nerves, but we all there on some community shit. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm with that. All
4: but right. My I, mean, bad, man. I mean, I'll take a, well. I'll take a tiny house in the corner and I'll cut the grass. Okay, cool. Um, I got you. <laughs> I'll meet you down there. Um, Wilbon and Stephen A looked at each other and, and said, this is one of the three greatest finals performances of all time.
2: Yeah. I don't even think that's debatable. Yeah. Uh,
4: LeBron and I mean, it was... Le- LeBron's game seven to win against uh, Golden State. Jordan's 45 against Utah. And Giannis has 50 to take the Suns out.
2: The only one I would disagree with is LeBron's Game 7. I think LeBron's greatest final performance was Game 1 in, what, 2018? The it, It's known as the J.R. Smith game, but that's not the reason they lost that game. There was a bullshit ref call, but that was the best game I had ever seen LeBron play up until that point. And I'm sure there's some other ones. I think Jerry West had a really banger finals game that they lost. Like He was so dope that he won the MVP and they lost the championship. Yeah. Like I'm sure only one you know, going through it. There's some, some, some other games that we could, we could pull up, but to clinch the game and have 50 points, 12 rebounds and 14. five blocks. Yeah. That's got rebounds. to be top. I beg your pardon. That's got to be top three.
4: Shout out to Middleton, 17, five and five and four steals. Uh, holiday. I wish he would have got one more rebound. He would add a game clinching triple double. He had 12, nine and 11 assists. Um, Chris Paul's side of the game, there's only a handful of players that have 10 all-NBA teams they've made, 10 different all-NBA teams, whether it's first, second, or third, throughout their career. Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, Elgin Baylor, and Chris Paul. That's the list.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to talk a little bit about Chris Paul because I feel like he's going to get a lot of flack behind this. And I don't think it's fair. He's one of the best point guards of all time. He's a top five point guard, point blank period. And yes, I think he wore down a little bit because there was a lot of these games. He was a little sloppy with the basketball. And I think that had to do with attrition and injury and just the fact that he's an older point guard. That 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 happens. But I think people forget how difficult it is for somebody under 6'4" to lead their team to a championship. Like, that shit hasn't happened a whole lot in the history of this league, especially in our lifetime. It it only happened twice. It was Curry, Steph Curry and Isaiah Thomas, which he deserves more of his flowers. But I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get on that soapbox right now. But I don't think that it's fair. And the narrative is going to be that Chris Paul blows leads and can't win the big one. And I think that's bullshit because the fact of the matter is, I feel as if they lost to a better team. I mean, you look up and down these rosters. Number one, neither one of these teams was super deep. I mean, Jeff Teague was playing big minutes in the finals, for Christ's sakes. So, I mean, it was basically like Chris Paul and the Suns, they were were basically Charlie Sheen and John Cryer. It was two and a half men, depending on if or not Aiden could stay out of foul trouble. That's what it was. And I'm not taking anything away from Milwaukee, but, I mean, you got to give – chris his props just for even being able to get this team to the finals
4: yeah um he's not a young man right i i think you got to give talking about chris paul having problems you got to give you got to think think about the bucks starting five in, in a different way think about how each one of the starting five is defensively brooke lopez all nba first team defense We already talked about how Giannis is likely the best defensive player in the league right now. P.J. Tucker, he is a defensive savant. He can guard two through five, right? Drew Holiday, we already drew holidays. Stephen A. said Drew Holiday is the best guard defender in the league.
2: And then, yeah, Christopher Platt said that like 15 minutes I ago. Know, but yeah, let's I give know, Stephen I'm, A. all I'm, the credit.
4: Okay, I'm, cool. No, I'm, I'm echoing what you're saying. I'm putting another stamp on top of your rightness, right? And then think about Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's pretty underrated as a defender. Obviously, the guy plays defense and can rebound. He had four steals in the final game. So you look at that team that way, you got Connaughton coming in and Portis, who can also defend a couple of different positions. If Chenzel is healthy, you're a man deeper there. Jeff Teague, Bryn Forbes freaking disappeared in this series. Um he disappeared in the last couple series. So it'll be interesting to see what they do to bolster that team, but yeah. I, I think Chris Paul's a Laker next year. You think he's a nick? That makes
2: more sense than the Lakers. Like the Lakers thing just doesn't make sense to me. It
4: just doesn't
2: at we, all. We you know, cuz people people Okay, yeah, that's a good way to End it off. I'm just gonna stop talking now.
4: (laughs) Why? What were you gonna say?
2: What what else? No, I'm just saying there's a reason that LeBron hasn't played with a ball dominant guard his entire career because he is the ball dominant guard.
4: I don't think he ever wanted that. Well, two of his, well, two of his four, half of his championships came at power forward. So, yeah, but he was still the
2: facilitator of the offense and you can't tell me otherwise who was facilitating Mario Chalmers was the facilitator in Miami Wade. Mellon
4: Farmer Dwayne Wade get out of here Gary Payton no Jason Williams seriously wrong championship seriously. I'm just fucking with you <laughs> yeah I know you're just fucking with me that's what I'm like seriously you just say words I said now. wrong championship <laughs> I'm just fucking with you well yeah there it is that's that's the deal uh the draft is what already next week I think I think so. Yeah. Interesting enough. Well, yeah, man, uh, you know, my last thoughts, sweet, sweet victory, sweet success for Milwaukee Bucks and, and great for the town and, and so proud of the guys. And um, can't wait to see what happens next year. What? Well, go ahead. Why don't you give us the last thoughts on the finals
2: again, man? Congratulations to your Milwaukee Bucks, man. All jokes aside, this was a team that I doubted every step of the way. But they showed up, they showed out, and they got it done. And there's nothing I can say, but kudos to y'all. And I'm interested to see what this offseason is going to look like because I feel like there's going to be a lot of moving parts. We've already started to hear some of the rumblings and rumors. We've heard Baby Dame wants to get out of Portland. I think that's a big domino that needs to fall. And who knows what's going to happen? There's a lot of free agents. What is Kawhi going to do? It's a lot of shit going on. And I'm going to be interested to see what happens. And sometimes the the off season in the NBA is more intriguing than the actual season. But I also want to give the NBA props. This was an excellent NBA Finals. This was an excellent playoffs, and it was an excellent season. And it's nice to have fans back and get back to some semblance of normalcy. And I can't wait to see what next year provides for us.
4: Fear the deer bucks and six baby it was just an amazing thing for me and uh yeah i will never forget it I, I got the game on the dvr and it's right uh, above the packers last super bowl so i still have the same dvr so i could go back Pop. and watch both of those now so um as we move along here on three man we you're listening to three man we've chair shot radio network right there on the chairshot.com and All you have to do is search ChairShot Radio Network on any of your favorite streaming platforms, and you can find every single show we got. Three new shows dropping every day. We are the kings of content over here at ChairShot Radio Network. And remember to always use your head when you visit thechairshot.com. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker, they're getting on a plane very soon. And we're going to talk about that to kick off our next topic when we return.
3: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Why should you
3: visit TheChairShot.com?
2: TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Promotional consideration
0: paid for by the
4: following. Hey folks, PC Tunney here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Welcome back. Three-man weave right here Chairshot Radio Network. Christopher Platt and PC Tunney Ray Cash out on assignment. I'm sure he'll be back soon enough. Ray, sorry that you couldn't get a victory for your <laughs> for your adopted NBA team. Um
2: Daddy said Teddy said, Hey, Ray, I'm sorry. I ruined your Black Panther body.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, Ray, I know you we've Ray and I have already texted back and forth. He actually called yesterday and left me a voicemail. He said, I hate you. And I love you. Good luck tonight. So, yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Ray will be fine. Ray will be fine. He's got that. He's got that Baltimore Super Bowl still to reminisce upon from from a few years really? ago. So, so what, really, so in
2: order to big up Ray, you have to shit on me. I'm sorry. I. <laughs> you, you didn't even realize what you were doing. Now, did you?
4: So, Drew Holiday, and you know what? Let's get some music here so that we can make Platt feel a little better. Let's do this. We're going to talk a little Olympics. (laughs) Team USA does have Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, and Chris Middleton heading over. For reinforce, it feels like they It feels like it's World War One or World War Two. Like the American reinforcements are coming over the sea, right <laughs> to Japan. Here we come. We're bringing in the bombers. Uh, There's
2: so many jokes I could say, and yeah, all of them are was, inappropriate. Yeah, so continue.
4: Bad. We'll save that for when we record Pod is War tonight. Um, yeah, I obviously Team USA gets better here defensively and offensively, so that's great. I don't know if there's much to talk about them yet as we move forward. I know they beat Spain to finish their regular thing. Um, USA soccer, women's national team, loses to Sweden 3-0 in their first game, breaks the 44-game win streak. That was a little bit uh, surprising. Megan Rapino said, we don't have time to dwell on this. We have another game in three days. Let's Let's keep moving it along. And the thing we really want to talk about, Chris, is not just that the beds are made of cardboard in Olympic Village to only support the weight of one person so that they can't have Olympic sex. I want to talk about that. But where are you going? The people of Tokyo are not thrilled that this is going on. And they're wondering why with the rapid increase in COVID positive tests that these games are still happening. So I guess that's all there is really to report on there. We'll have to keep you up to date. The games could be canceled at any time, to be honest with you. But go ahead, Chris. Let's talk about the more fun topic of Olympic Village sex marathons.
2: Before we get to that, why would the Japanese people be excited about this? Hell, they're still pulling radioactive fish out the goddamn sea thanks to uh, Hiroshima. So, yeah, yeah, they, they're not going to feel great about this. But the, the cardboard beds, listen, man. I get what y'all going for, but come on, man. You got all these virile, beautiful, young athletes full of testosterone and estrogen and shit like that. And I'm going to tell you like this. I'm a tall motherfucker. I'm a big motherfucker. If I could find a way in college to fuck on those bunk beds and fit two people on those bunk beds to fuck, you best goddamn believe they will figure out a way— Beyond these cardboard beds, they're gonna bring their own condoms, and melon farmers gonna be fucking. No, let me say it like this: motherfuckers gonna be fucking. There's nothing you could stop if a motherfucker wants to fuck. There is nothing, and I do mean nothing you could possibly do to stop that motherfucker from fucking. Motherfuckers is gonna fuck. Well, it's
4: just at cle- the Olympics. It's clearly it's not. Happening. It's if clearly. I- If I'm fucking in Atlanta, they're going to be fucking in Japan, goddammit. This is clearly not well thought through. I mean, we're not talking about a klutzy group of people. We're talking about highly coordinated athletic people. What is telling you in your brain that without a bed, they can't have sex? I'm pretty sure they can figure it out. You ain't never put a pallet on the floor and got it in? (laughs) You never did it standing up before?
2: That, too. Standing up. Showers are a little awkward, but if that's really what you want to do, you're going to find a way to make it work. Put her leg up on the uh, inch of the tub. Pray it doesn't get too slippery because y'all might both fall and bump your head. The bottom line is, we're saying the same thing, man. Motherfuckers, if motherfuckers want to fuck, motherfuckers are going to find a way to fuck. So fuck you, Japan, and these cardboard-ass beds that if you spit on them or if you come on them, they're going to turn into homeless sanctuaries, I I don't even know what are, you, what are you doing, what are you doing, number one number one, ha, like 86% of the Olympians male and female that are coming to your goddamn town are bigger than the majority of your population I'm sure they didn't take that into consideration but motherfuckers are going to figure out a way to fuck, I, I, I know I keep saying the same thing because I think it's funny, they're going to figure out a way to fuck, Tony
4: motherfuckers is fucking yeah, I'm aware that that's, okay, we got it it's all good. You're okay? They're going to fuck. What are they going to do? They're going to fuck, man. Yeah, where are they going to do gonna it? They're going to
2: fuck. Maybe in the bathrooms, on the toilet, in the shower, make a pallet on the floor. Shout out to pilots on the floor. Seriously. Yeah. That that's that's taking me back to like Platt's greatest hits right there. I'm I'm like reminiscing right now in my head, which <laughs> maybe I'm sure they're gonna rent cars. You could you know fucking the car shit. It might be some ambitious motherfuckers that be you know on the side of the hotel. Like hey, let's, let's get weird. Yeah, the motherfuckers is gonna fuck. If you want to fuck, you gonna find a way to fuck. Fuck you in them cardboard beds, and they're probably all made for motherfuckers that's like four feet twelve. Cause I mean. Do I have to finish that statement?
4: So stay tuned for three men's weave fucking Olympic coverage as we continue the Tokyo 2021 Olympiad. Last topic today, and I've been trying, I'm slowly getting plaid into golf, right? He, he, he knows, he knows everything about golf. He's, he's watching the majors now. He's next thing you know, I'm going to be coming down to Atlanta. We're going to be making a tee time and, and having a golf trip down there, but Colin Morikawa did something really special this past weekend, not only in winning the British Open, but winning it in his first try. And he did the same thing at the PGA Championship at Harding Park in San Francisco in 2019, becoming the first person to ever win two majors in his first try at each major. So this is a young man who is touted with the class of Matt Wolf and Victor Hovland coming out and out of college you know, he, he had the lowest scoring average coming out of college, like 68 points something which is the greatest all-time, and we're talking about, like, that that's better than Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth and all these other guys, right? So Colin Morikawa may be your next guy to watch. He may be your next young phenom to hit five, six, seven, eight majors. Just wanted to give him his kudos. He didn't drop the trophy like he did to drop the top off the PGA Tour tro- championship trophy back at Harding Park. But just a really cool young man, and it's he's really fun to watch. He's got that real slow abbreviated backswing, and then he lets it loose, and the guy can putt, and he's got all aspects of the game.
2: And I bet he fucked that night, too, and he didn't let a goddamn cardboard bed take him out of it or dissuade him from fucking. But shout-out to him, though, because the British Open historically is one of the more one of the more difficult tournaments to win because you also you always have to factor in the elements. So shout out to him, seriously.
4: Surprisingly very nice uh weekend for them at Royal St George's on the southeast uh coast of England. We do go up to Scotland. We go back to the old course at St Andrews next year for the 150th British Open. So
2: Chris, so you 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 couldn't help to but to make me sound like an idiot right there, huh? You why? just had to do that. What did I do yeah like oh surprisingly um good weather this weekend for the British no Open no no no, no, what no. Platt was saying
4: you're right, it is difficult but but it's a different style of golf. it's lynx golf right it it the course runs out more there's bigger there there's there's not bigger there's more and deeper bunkers, giant greens it it's just a more difficult thing. I'm not saying the wind wasn't there. And the course conditions weren't difficult. But, yeah, it, it's a different style of play. Morikawa actually played his first Lynx tournament the weekend before. He was out there very early. And he said, if I hadn't gotten that, that tournament in and, and learned some things about Lynx golf, I wouldn't have had a chance this weekend. And, and sure enough, he made it happen.
2: I'm just giving you shit, man, because I hate how much of a gracious winner you are. You really are, like, a gracious winner. It's like, eh, hey, hey, eh, good game, good game. Like, you're that motherfucker. Like, you go shake everybody's hand after you win, okay. and well, it just it irritates me.
4: Kevin Durant, you're absolutely right. You shouldn't be compared to Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> how about that? You like that one? That's a little less gracious. There you go. Talk some shit. That's what I'm talking about. Nah, KD's the there best scorer go. in the game. He's 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 the best scorer in the game. Go team USA. Milwaukee Bucks are your NBA champions. I can't get enough of it. I love it. It was it's it's just it's a phenomenal thing. Uh yeah. Take us home, Chris.
2: Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, all jokes aside. They earned it. They are the NBA champions. I can't wait to see what the league looks like next year. Yes. The Olympics, I believe the opening ceremonies are this Friday. You're listening to this on a Wednesday. So enjoy those if you want to watch them. I know a lot of people enjoy them. A lot of great Olympic coverage. Uh, Before we get out of here, man, what is your favorite Olympic sport to watch?
4: Summer Olympic sport, you mean? Yes, Boy, I don't even know, man. I, 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 always loved watching Team USA just because we were both like what eleven years old in '92 when it, the Dream Team, right? The like, Dream Team. I had, yeah, I had yeah. the Dream Team poster. I had uh, a couple Dream Team jerseys. I had, I collected all the cups, the McDonald's cups of the Dream Team guys. Nice, nice. Um, but, but something other than that, maybe some of the field competitions. I always liked the pole vault.
2: Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a track and field guy myself. Obviously, I love the basketball, track and field, swimming. Is I really like fun. the swimming too. Yep. Love diving. the swimming. And typically, that's the and yeah and the diving. But the swimming, that's typically like the first major event that takes place at the Olympics. All the track and field, women's beach volleyball, for obvious reasons. I, I'm gonna throw something out there, Tony. Walking, which is kind of a slept-on sport.
4: Walking's a fun. Say that one. again. Walking.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to watch motherfuckers walk.
4: But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's a two-second penalty. His heel came off the ground. He had both heels off the ground. That's not walking.
2: <laughs> yeah, Now he's running because his heel's off the ground. Right, the fuck out of here.
4: Well, it, that's that's a, but, one of the rules for walking. You have to have at least one heel on the ground at all times. Otherwise, you're not walking. <laughs> you're running.
2: I'm going to give you a low-key sport, man, that a lot of y'all might not have watched, but I, I'm, I'm encouraging you to go out your way to watch it. Fencing fencing is dope as hell it really is you'll get into it trust me
4: there we go folks you've been listening to three-man weave right here chair shot radio network the ChairShot.com. enjoy your day the chair shot way by always using your head my name is pc tunny you can follow me at pc tunny on facebook and twitter please follow at Chairshot media as well we got a whole bunch of great stuff going on at the website, Chris. I'm so glad to be a part of it right now. And, and this show's been kicking ass as well. You can find us every Wednesday night. You know that.
2: Agreed, man. We are kicking ass and taking names here at The Chair Shot. And I thank you and I love you because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. But that's neither here nor there. The bottom line is, if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out here at The Chair Shot, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content you love day in and day out here at The Chair Shot is is by supporting the movement, and that's by going to pro wrestling com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chairshot t shirt. I said it before, it bears repeating. By going to pro com forward slash the chair shot. If you peruse pro wrestling com forward slash the chair shot, I guarantee that at pro wrestling com forward slash the chair shot. You are going to find a T-shirt that you absolutely love. And not only are you going to love it and it's going to make yourself more aesthetically pleasing, you are going to be supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. As Sunny has his Fear the Deer poster coming up, that's probably going to be a shirt soon. So if you want that Fear the Deer shirt, make sure you go to ProResentTees.com forward slash Chair Shot, and we'll get one of those melon farmers up there for you as well. Remember... You're not just supporting a website, you're supporting a movement because TheChairShot.com. We are not just a website, we're a movement. Y'all can find me on Twitter at TheRealCPlatt, but again, continue to support and patronize all the great shows and articles that we have here at TheChairShot.com. We really do appreciate you all, and we remind you all to always use your head. Folks, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA champions. I hope you all enjoy the Olympics. Go Team USA. Y'all already know what it is. And we'll see y'all back here next week here on Three Man Weave. Same plat time, same plat channel. Until then, shalom. Go USA. Dun, dun, I think of Carl Lewis every time I hear that voice or hear that song. I don't know who y'all think of. Shout out to Carl Lewis. I'm
4: going to take the last words today because I, I I think I, I the first season that Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo played together on the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks won 15 games that year. This year, we won 16 games in the playoffs. DJ
0: They stay there, and they say yeah and they stay there. Cause all I do is sweep, sweep, And if you go in, put your head, be a little bit of a
2: little bit of a little the of a little bit of the TheChairShot.com. Always use
0: your head.